You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled and excited as we are going to talk about probably a very important topic for a lot of folks that listen to the show, anyone who is in small or medium businesses right now, and anyone who works in an agency that serves small and medium businesses, and anyone who has a favorite grocer or hairdresser or really just comic book store locally that is probably a small or medium business and you want them to survive and thrive in these next years, this is a great session for them as well. So Tristan is joining us. He is Google Canada Small and Medium Business Marketing Lead. He and his team are dedicated to helping small and medium businesses embrace the power of digital to succeed in Canada and abroad. Prior to joining Google, Tristan spent six years in brand management at Procter & Gamble, leading marketing for a number of the company's health and beauty brands. Tristan, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Jerrion. I feel yeah. like I need my hairdresser back so badly these days. Right? We all do. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and we, all, we all have that, like, I remember when it first happened and, and there was the chance of small businesses shutting down is that you, know, you have your favorites. You have your go-to places that you could never replace. You know, you, you can really try to do. DIY, but you, you know, you can never be as good as those professionals. Totally. Yeah. And we, we took it for granted and it's been a hard year, I think for small businesses across Canada, but I'm excited to talk to you more about it and what we can do to help them. Yeah. So when, when you say you, you run into a small business, maybe, and maybe some of your favorites, what's the biggest advice you're giving as Google? Like, what are you saying as far as like maybe Google products or Google resources that you're saying, man, here's some great free ones. And here's some ways that are really affordable that you can succeed in this next year. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what we've seen over the past year is that small businesses have struggled so much as a result of the pandemic. It really upended so much in our lives, but particularly for independent business owners who now are unable to, I don't know, count on the Saturday, Friday, Saturday rush that they get as a restaurant um, or foot traffic from the street, or even to be open at all, it's really upended their lives in many different ways. And what we've seen at Google is that digital has started to become a lifeline for business owners. Mm -hmm. And so the message that we're trying to share is that if you move your business online or even part of your business online, and we can talk about a bit more about what that means, you have a greater chance of succeeding in the short term, mm -hmm. but you also open your doors to many new opportunities in the longer term. One, um, story that I really love. There's this business owner named Peter Laywine. He owns a pen shop in Toronto and Yorkville. It's been there for like 30 years. And at the beginning of the pandemic, he did his first day of $0 of sales. Mm -hmm. And that is an experience that so many people had, I think, when this pandemic started and, and business owners were forced to close their doors. And Peter set up a Shopify store, started online marketing. And within about six weeks, I think he'd increased his revenue by 18 times online, wow. started selling 30% outside of Canada to the US and 70% outside of Ontario, where before he was just selling in Toronto on the street where he was based. So I think that story exemplifies the opportunity that exists in this really challenging time. And we've been really focused on creating new programs and initiatives to help with that process because we get that the transition to online is not easy. Um, Business owners are like the CMO, CEO, CFO of their company. And it's not easy to pivot your business model entirely. So that's where we've really been focused this past year. 
And one exciting thing, so earlier this year, Google made a pledge to get 50,000 small businesses online by supporting Digital Main Street's Shop Here program. Yeah. Uh, Why did you get involved, and how have you guys been helping businesses transition online? Yeah, great question. So at Google, we've been committed to building Canada's economy for nearly 20 years now when we've been here. Um, last year, Google's advertising tools helped generate $23 billion in economic activity for Canada, and that's for more than 500,000 businesses. So that's like over 1% of our total GDP. And that's because we fundamentally believe that the internet, like you were saying at the beginning, is this powerful equalizer that can help businesses grow and connect. And especially these days, it's become a lifeline. So back in March... COVID-19 hit us, and I think it took us all by surprise, and particularly for small businesses who also, I should say, are really the backbone of our economy. They employ 90% of the private sector, are 98% of total businesses in Canada. The impacts of this pandemic have been really catastrophic. And moving online, like I said, became a lifeline, whether that's setting up curbside pickup, offering online yoga classes, or selling your products through e-commerce. And it's really a challenge, like I was saying. I mean, these people are trying to balance 17,000 priorities on their own to run a business that supports their family. Um, And so we knew that there was a solution to the challenge the business owners were facing, but it wasn't an easy one to implement. And so Mm. we've partnered with Digital Main Street, which is a local nonprofit based out of Toronto for a number of years. We were one of their founding sponsors. And their mission's very much aligned with ours. It's all about helping businesses, Main Street businesses especially, um, embrace digital. Mm. And so at the start of the pandemic, we kind of dreamed up this program together called Shop Here. And it was meant to tackle two issues, unemployment, particularly youth unemployment. So early days of COVID, youth unemployment hit almost 50% in Canada, and also tackle small business recovery with digitization as the solution. And so through Shop Here, Digital Main Street hires unemployed students who then are trained by Google, Facebook, and the other partners, and they build businesses, online stores, all for free. And so it's this, in some ways, really simple idea, but also extremely complex in execution. Um, And we just thought it was so important to sign on early because of the impact that it could have. And and now this program's in, I think it's about 450 municipalities in Canada and more coming um, as we intend to continue expanding. So it helps a business get through that first challenge, which is get online. And that's one of the hardest things. And then once you do that, we can help you with things like building traffic and starting to drive traffic to your store with with free solutions and stuff. That's amazing. And and for any students listening or someone who has a student in their life, so I imagine they can apply as well to be one of those uh, educated, empowered people as well. Sure can. Yeah, there's actually hiring opening right now. If you just search online, Digital Main Street Shop Here, um, job opportunities, it should come up in the search results. Um, there's a few postings for, I believe, starting in March. So yes, totally for students. Um, it's a great opportunity. And I think you start to get things that complement your education. So mm-hmm. you would learn about customer service and working directly with business owners, but you also start to learn the foundations of digital marketing, which is um, a hugely accelerating industry in Canada. And so you can walk out of this program with some really hard skills that complement your degree background that can then help you get into the workforce. And that's something that way back when I was so grateful for being able to work coming from a humanities background, like many students do. So yeah, it's a great opportunity for employment and for, for small businesses as well, of course. 
I like that you're empowering a whole generation, a group of people into what you know is often referred to as new collar work. So not white yeah. collar, not blue collar, but this new generation of you know digital marketers and web builders and e-commerce creators. Yes, totally. I mean, I think working in tech, tech is one of the biggest industries that is continuing to grow. The internet is going to continue to grow. Digital marketing, like you say, is going to continue to grow. And, and I found working as a marketer that more and more places are looking for people with some hard skills and some mm-hmm. tangible skills, having worked with businesses, having used digital marketing themselves, because then you just have a, a, a so much better understanding of the product. And that could make you a great candidate for somewhere like an agency, as an example, where you'd be working directly with clients and helping them build their marketing campaigns day in, day out. And you've got to have some soft side, like um, customer service skills, and then some hard technical stuff. And then, yes, you're totally right. I think that's the next generation of workers in Canada. It's amazing. So especially the idea of going online, for those that maybe get one of these amazing students, incredible, uh, yeah. and, and maybe those that don't, uh, you know, these businesses are, you know, have limited resources, sometimes one to two staff. Uh, how yes. do they get started? What's kind of like, hey, here's kind of the 101, here's how you get going on the internet. Yeah, I think it definitely can seem really broad and really daunting. God, I can hardly imagine running a business on my own, supporting my family, and then also trying to think about, okay, now everyone's saying I need to move online. All my shoppers are going online. How do I do it? Um, and I think it's it's also essential. So we've seen this massive acceleration of e-commerce in Canada this year or this past year, over 20%. And even after COVID, 33% of shoppers say they're going to shop more online as well. And I think we can probably all relate to that. I've acclimatized to the convenience almost of buying stuff online, doing boot camps on weekends at home, um, working from home even. I think we've all gotten used to some of those things. Like Costco's um, online. Like I, I was yeah. actually, I called my wife on the way here because we we're out of diapers and, and it's a very daunting experience as a parent of four kids, <laughs> the idea of going to Costco. It's like, you have to, you have to plan it. And it's like this mission and you go in and you have to like schedule things. But now thanks to this app, they will literally deliver Costco within an hour to our home. It's crazy. Amazing. Isn't Costco the best? So good. Yeah, it makes life easier in in a time in which we're all trying to save time. And especially if you have a family and kids, I'm sure all parts of life become about how can you save a little bit of time by doing something online that you would have done in person before. Mm -hmm. And of course, it goes without saying that I want all of the old things back that we cannot have as a result of this pandemic, like seeing my friends and having dinner and all these things. But Um, There are some conveniences that I think are here to stay. And so for business owners, going online can mean a lot of different things. It can mean having a website, having a social media profile, appearing in Google search, advertising, YouTube. There's so many different things. And I think it really does not need to and should not be all of those things at once. It's too overwhelming to try to take it all on at at one time. So what I tend to suggest is, it's really important to have a home base the same way that you have a home base for your business in person. And I recommend that being a website. And Mm -hmm. that's for a number of reasons. I think first is you can direct all of your traffic from different sources to one spot. That's really important because then you can start to understand your users, where they're coming from, what they're doing once they're coming to your website, how you can reach them again. And so that's really, really critical. Um, I think another piece of it is that 10 years ago, building a website was really, really challenging. Today, it's become a lot easier. I mean, I'm not a technical person and I think I could do it with these providers like 
Shopify, Wix, Squarespace. There's so many of them now. Um, there's templated solutions that are really easy. And I mean, to take it a step further, programs like Shopier, our students build it for you. So it makes it even that much easier. So I think incredible. Yeah, you've got to start with that home base. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I think that like, uh, it, it, that helps remove one of the more daunting things about starting is you can get some one-on-one help to actually do it. Once you've then got a home base, you want to start thinking about how you can drive traffic. And the benefit of having that website is then that you can direct traffic from your social media profile, from your business profile on Google, which is essentially like the way that you show up at Google search for free. You start directing that traffic all back to your home base. And then you can better understand what those users are doing once they get there. And I think the the last tip I'll give is, and these are all free things, by the way, yeah. outside of maybe the website creation, but I think it's important to start with free, is appear in marketplaces. And so marketplaces are Google Shopping's an example, so the shopping tab on Google, Facebook shops, Amazon even is a marketplace. You can appear on these marketplaces where there's already an audience and start acquiring new users and building new traffic for free often. So... This past year, we made shopping listings on Google free for all business owners in Canada. So that means you can appear, people search for, I don't know, hair care products, and mm-hmm. your shampoo can show up online, and then somebody can purchase through your website. And so I'll just kind of recap those steps. I mean, I think it's important to have that home base, which to me is a website, at least mm-hmm. to start with something. Then start putting yourself out there in the places that you can for free to start building some traffic and an audience to your site. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done that, you can think about things like advertising, digital marketing, which we can talk some more about, and then really sky's the limit on, on the users that you can acquire. Like I mentioned earlier, in the province where you're operating, across Canada, even across North America or the world, um, depending on your business model. So it's, um, daunting, really exciting. And I think I would recommend just starting with one thing because it could be a full-time job to do one of those things versus trying to do all of them at the same time. Oh, that makes sense. And, and I've been really excited about even the Google My Business or, yeah. or people call it the Google Map Listing, the upgrades yes. that have happened over this last year from, you know, you can give your COVID updates, you can change your hours quite easily. There's almost like someone is holding my hand through the process, even reminding me with upcoming Canadian holidays of saying, do you need to update your hours? And you know, you can even post um, specials and offers on there now. And um, the new offer of even giving, they'll actually build a website for you. You know, it's a little, yes. uh, you know, a little Google My Business. It just takes all the information from Google My Business and makes a little microsite for you as well, which is yeah. also a cool option. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc at parker our purpose is simple 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're trying to, um, we're trying to make things as easy as possible. Yeah. I think it's really hard for business owners. And so the more we can simplify things so that they're really, really intuitive, the better. I'll mention, because you mentioned Google My Business, if you go to Google for Small Business, this is sort of our hub where we keep all of our free resources for business owners. There's a number of tools there. And one of the things we try to do at Google is personalize everything. So mm-hmm. there's this one called Local Opportunity Finder that you can find on that hub. And you type in your business name, it finds your Google My Business profile, and then it gives you a series of personalized recommendations based yes. on how optimized your profile is, the reviews you're collecting, whether you're responding to them, whether you have photos, these sort of basic things that really help improve your presence. And again, those are all personalized, which I think is important because you should be able to get as a business owner some guidance and tips for you specifically rather than for all business owners because each person's business is in a different position and has a different model. One of the other things that I think is really important and and that I hear often from business owners they're looking for is one-to-one support, um, which Mm. is hard to come by when there's, I mean... 1.2 million businesses in Canada, it's hard to get one-on-one support. And so programs like Shop Here are so good for that because you get that for free. And then when you go through that program, you also get one-on-one support from a Google expert after you've graduated. And that's something that we want to offer to as many people as possible and will help you get to the next level, I think, Mm -hmm. in building your online presence, aside from the stuff you could do on your own. That's amazing. And speaking of, of offering support and, and helping folks out, uh, focusing on diversity, inclusion, and marketing is super essential. And, and you know, a lot more people are aware of that even more these days. And knowing that underrepresented communities, you know, we got rural Canada, we've got um, you know all sorts of places that are kind of you know, spread out across our nation. Uh, they've been impacted uh, by COVID nineteen uh, hugely. So, yes. how are you thinking about reaching out and speaking to those kind of underrepresented communities across Canada? Yeah, this is such a good question, and I'm so glad you asked it. And it's it's top of mind for me in my role at Google and for all of us at Google. It's also top of mind personally. Um, mm-hmm. This is really, really critical that we all have an eye for diversity, equity, and inclusion in everything that we do these days. And like you said, Darian, uh, let me focus on one particular sector. So yeah. if I look at retail, 48% of all SMBs in retail are owned by BIPOC folks or women versus 29% of total SMBs in Canada. So there's an overdevelopment 
of businesses owned by people of color and women in this particular sector. And we all know this. I mean, you see this in the news all the time. People from underrepresented communities in Canada have also been more highly impacted by COVID-19 overall. And so it's even more important that companies like Google are here to do what we can to support those folks through this challenging time. And so I'll highlight, I think, a few ways, and this is not meant to be exhaustive, but a few ways that we've thought about it ourselves. I think first is we need to think about ensuring that we reach folks in different communities across our country with our programming, folks who may not typically show up in our network. And and by that, I mean, with Shop Here, we focused very early on with the team at Digital Main Street on how we would tackle the inherent bias that exists in outreach for these types of programs, that we all have existing networks and those may not extend to a number of underrepresented communities across the country. And so for Shop Here, we paired up with a number of organizations, 300 community organizations, examples like the Black Chamber of Commerce, Aboriginal Chamber of Commerce, um, the Canadian Council of Aboriginal Businesses, who you mentioned yeah. earlier. They're and awesome. Um, they're awesome um, yeah. and do such great work to ensure that we were getting outreach out through their networks in addition to our own. So that was kind of foundational step one, make sure that people can access this program who need it most. That also applies to this program from a hiring standpoint. So mm. when you think about it, there is bias that exists in hiring processes and outreach for jobs. And so as we were working at the beginning on the hiring program with Digital Main Street, we did the same thing for outreach for talent of students through a diverse number of networks. And then also ensured that all the interviewers were DEI trained and had mandated diversity on the hiring panels for this program. So that's kind of one. And I think the the basics that are really, really important. The second thing I'll mention is uh, we've tried to focus more here as a company in the digital skills training that we offer. So recently, Google.org, which is our philanthropic arm of Google, announced $250,000 to ComIT, which is a charity in Canada that aims to develop a community that links people struggling to overcome employment barriers with companies looking for talented IT professionals. And this particular grant is dedicated to 450 Indigenous people in Canada who can be the next generation of IT professionals. And they're getting really hands-on formalized training that um, will help them get into the job market after going through this program. And I think the last one that's top of mind for me is that as a big company, we have a platform. And we need to work really hard to ensure that our advertising reflects our users. One of the greatest things I think we can do is ensure that kids who are growing up in Canada, aspiring business owners, job seekers, Canadians at large, can see themselves reflected in our advertising. And that requires some intention, but it is not hard. And it's one of the most impactful things that we can do to impact culture overall. So we've got this online publication called Think with Google, and we've got a diversity inclusion series on that publication where we're featuring business leaders and marketers that are doing a great job with DEI. In my sphere, uh, I work on small business and medium business. We've launched a number of campaigns this past year, and we've been very intentional to feature people like Heat La Liberté, who's a Cree Métis two-spirit owner of One Arrow from Vancouver. Maybe you know it. I think it's in yeah. Granville Island, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tarek Alberani, who's an immigrant from the UAE and owns Plenty in Toronto. Um, and Nana Ose, who's a Ghanaian-Canadian founder of Boat Eyewear, 
to name a few, it's important that we lift up these people and show Canada success stories of businesses who have faced probably greater barriers um, to building their businesses and done so successfully so that then the next generation sees themselves reflected in the advertising. So I've said a lot there um, and it's because I'm passionate about it. And like I said, that is probably just scratching the surface on what we all need to do in this effort to prioritize diversity in, in our work in Canada. That's amazing. I hosted a panel recently of uh, in, uh, various Indigenous marketing leaders across Canada, and we asked about, you know, growing up, what, did you ever see yourself in advertising? And mm-hmm. the only, the one thing they had in common was uh, this pain medicine. I can't remember what the name of it was. It had a painted, you know, oh guy my god, with a, I remember this commercial. Yeah, it was Lakota that was, or something. Yeah, that was the only time they saw themselves. Yeah, uh, and, and so the idea being is, I love what you're saying. People want, they should, and 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 you know, and rightfully so, see themselves in advertising. I love that. I love what you guys are doing. Advice on YouTube, small business owners. Should they get into YouTube? What's the kind of like a good kind of first step into YouTube? If they were kind of to, to dip their toes in the YouTube pool, what would you say they should do? Yeah, that's a really great question. YouTube is actually one of the places, along with Google My Business, where we see a lot of business owners go first. And, yeah. and I think that's because, like Google My Business, um, it's free. It's a free it's service free. that you can access. Second largest search engine in the world. Yes. It's amazing yes, totally. free apps. I got this app recently, and, and I don't know if you've used this one. But the YouTube Studio app is, oh, is yeah. incredible, right? Yes. And uh, and by the way, YouTube Music, I didn't even know about this. I just discovered this. YouTube Music is amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, another yeah. thing. It's like another Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I would have said, again, if I take it back like 10 years yeah. ago from now, making video content was pretty hard. You needed a sort of professional setup. Yeah. Like it wasn't easy. But now... I mean, I can make videos on my iPhone it, it, um, oh, yeah. or on my Android phone, Android. whatever it is. Or your yeah, Google, Pixel. Google Pixel. Or my Google Pixel. Come on. There you um, go. Oh, God, I'm bad. Uh, but it, it's become so much easier. Making video yeah. content yeah. is much more accessible. So yeah. YouTube is a really amazing space because somebody with no experience making video content can start producing their own content and putting it up yeah. on YouTube. Yes. You know, creators are a huge part of YouTube's ecosystem in Canada and creators are small business owners. They are um, running their own businesses, starting from zero, learning how to produce content and making really amazing personalized content. Mm -hmm. And I think that just demonstrates that it is much more possible now than it used to be. And that's a good thing because being able to have video content is now democratized. Anybody can do it. Anybody can upload their content. And so as a small business owner, I would certainly think about it as part of your strategy and the ways that you can shoot your own little bite-sized content simply. Now, I'll say, if you're thinking about the kind of list of priorities and you as a business owner are not online at all today, I would start with the basics of like your website, get your Google My Business profile going, because that means that you'll just start to be found more easily. And then think about YouTube as a sort of add-on where you can start adding some short form content around your business, particularly if you're working in a space like beauty, for example, where content is so important and content with creators is so important. And so it's going to depend where you are. But I I think what I'd say is it's easier than ever. We're trying to continue to make it easier and easier day by day with new tools, like a couple that you mentioned. And I would certainly think about it. But if you have nothing, I would start with the basics first and then think about YouTube as your kind of second step. 
Awesome. And if we want to talk about maybe the third step, yeah. uh, Google AdWords. Yes. Um, you know, and, and even within the Google My Business app, I uh, have been given a little offer of like $100 to try AdWords out, or there's a more basic version of AdWords within there. Tell me more about kind of a, a first step into the pool of AdWords for small businesses. Yeah, it's a great question. Advertising can be scary, I think, to people because you start paying for something. And certainly in the past, let's say you were buying a TV ad or a print yeah. ad in a newspaper, there's there's no guarantee that that's going to get for you what you want. You yeah. drive some awareness, which I mean, if you're a huge brand, is easy to do and great and an important part of building your brand. But um, as a small business owner, you may not get the guarantee that that's going to deliver results. So one of the most amazing things with digital advertising now is that everything is automated. And I'll try to break this down into a few steps. So as a business owner, I would start with the free stuff first. That's how you start building some traffic, building a network. There's a lot you can do for free. And I talked about some of those things before, like Google My Business, free listings on Google, getting into other marketplaces, even email as ways to communicate with your user base. Once you're ready and interested and paid, it can be a really powerful tool if you do it right. And what I would suggest starting with is you need to know the value of your user. So if I use an example, if I'm like a tea shop and I know that on average, somebody who comes to my store and purchases is going to spend $20. Yeah. And if they buy once, maybe half the people who buy once come back and buy again. And then I know that my loyalty is about half of those people. They're going to come back three times in a year. Again, I'm making up these numbers, but you can do this on a napkin yourself for your business. Then you can start to understand how much somebody is worth to you in a year, in five years, in a lifetime even, if you were to acquire them. And why that is so powerful is that then that helps you understand how much you should or could pay to acquire a new user because you know how much they're worth to you. And then that also means that you never pay too much for a user and get a, a negative ROI or diminishing return on your advertising spend. So if you start there, you know the value of one of your users, then ads tools are, are so automated now, like I said. So I'll talk about Google ads. For your first time on the platform, you can use something called smart campaigns. There's also one called smart shopping campaigns. I'll kind of break down how those work. And, there, and there's ones for service businesses too called local services ads. But essentially the principle is you put in your goal, what you want the outcome to be of your advertising. So in the most automated version of that, that could be phone calls to your business, website visits, online sales even, um, or in-store visits. In the less automated version, which you can get a little more creative with, it could be you want them to click this specific button on your website, sign up for an email or whatever it may be. And then you input your budget that you're willing to spend, which you now know based on how much a user is worth to you and how many of them you could get through this tool. And then you pay only for the result that will actually drive your business forward. So to play back to the T-Store example, let's say you know you want to drive online sales. You can set your goal as online sales. You set your daily budget and what you or what you want to spend per conversion even. And then that means through the algorithm that Google uses, you only pay when somebody completes that action. So let's say your ad shows up to somebody, you're not paying unless they actually click on it or buy something, depending on what you've set the conversion to be. And so all that means is that 
advertising and digital advertising, particularly with automation, can be a really useful way to grow in an ROI positive way, as long as you've done that initial step of understanding the value of a user and then only paying what you're comfortable with at an ROI, whether it's two to one or four to one, um, to get those new users. And then you're just paying for results. And that's the beauty of, of advertising. And like I said, you can get less and less automated if you want to get more in the weeds with it. And, and that's what some of our more advanced advertisers do, which makes it even more powerful for you. But if you're just starting out, I would use smart campaigns and you're putting in the result you want, the amount you want to spend, and then it's just going to pump out those results for you over time. That's incredible. It's it's incredible. Those that were on the internet back in the 90s, it's almost like this little uh, paperclip walks you through it and holds your hand. Or, or if you remember The Wizard. I don't know if The Wizard had a name, but The Wizard yes, would walk you wizard. through. <laughs> yeah. And so it's incredible the way you've made it accessible, applicable, and and even affordable, and which is really, really cool. You know, when even before I started in marketing, I used to think of the marketing industry as just trying to sell me stuff and just pumping out ads everywhere and and paying a lot of money to pump out ads and show them to me everywhere. And what I've learned, of course, that that is not the case, especially with the with the, with the evolution of digital marketing tools. It is a profit driver for businesses and the ones that do it best deliver a lot of profit through digital marketing. And that's because with all of that automation that I talked about, it's very easy to ensure that you're gonna get the actions that you need. And it's also really easy to better understand your users and where they come from and retarget them and others like them through advertising. So yeah, it's um, the internet's become so powerful. My understanding scratches the surface. Of course, I don't understand all the, the in, inherent details, but it's become a really useful tool, I think, for business owners. Interesting. I get asked this a lot from small business yeah. owners about blogging. You know, when they launch a site, should they have a blog on their site? Should they do it on blogger.com? You know, and what are the benefits of blogging? And you know, how, what does Google think about blogging? Great question. So, you know, the answer is going to differ depending on what type of business you are. I think okay. I, I would always start first from the standpoint of who are your users. What do they need? What are they looking for? And if content is one of the things in the particular industry that you're working in, then a blog could be a great idea, a way to share additional information and content about your business or the category that you're playing in with your users. And that's a great way to attract new users into your business too. Um, having great content also helps with SEO, with search engine optimization. And that is a very complicated thing. And uh, I am not an expert in SEO myself even. It's it, it, so, so I, I would recommend against spending all of your time doing things just for SEO, but do the basic things that you need to do that will help with SEO so that you have a better chance of appearing more frequently on Google search. And um, I can actually forward over after there's, there's a couple of really great sort of help center articles about the, the foundations of SEO with the kind of core fundamental things you should do on your website to ensure that you're basically not breaking any rules or doing anything wrong that's going to hurt you. And then um, if you're getting really into it, content can definitely help with that. But I wouldn't do it just for SEO. I would do it if it's something that your users are looking for. And that's the type of behavior that I, I tend to recommend business owners think most about is in this period of time in which so much has changed in our lives, you need to stay in touch with your users and what they need, what they want, what problems they have, how you can become the solution to those problems. And so to your question, 
if in your case, maybe you're in beauty or something and content is a really important part of the purchase journey, then yes, a blog is a great idea. And that can develop a lot more loyalty for your users. And then it has some other benefits as well when you think about SEO. But those are secondary, I think, to the primary one, which is, do your users want it? Which is the first question you should always ask yourself. That's awesome. I, I used to blog on a blogger site. When I used to draw people around Vancouver. So I drew yeah. I drew a lot. So I used to put all my drawings up on my blogger blog. Um, Love it. You should no, bring it back. I know, I should. I should bring that back. Um, Tristan, this has been incredible. So many resources. We're going to put all those links in the show notes as well for those that want to um, dive deeper into some of these resources. I, I love just the great examples, those great stories. They were awesome. So thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. And so I could talk about this stuff for hours and hours and hours. So um, thanks so much for having me. And yes, I'll, I'll try to consolidate sort of the two places you should go for resources so that we're not sharing with people the 15,000 things you can look at. I think we all have content overload these days and we've tried mm-hmm. to simplify it down to one site and then shop here as the other great resource we've got so that it's not too overwhelming. And it sounds like you know the resources are in so many municipalities right across Canada. Maybe it's one in, is in your own backyard and, and make sure you check that out both from a hiring perspective and a resource service perspective. Totally. Yes. So, Tristan, are you ready for rapid fire? Give this a try. Oh my God, I'm ready for rapid fire. Yeah, hit me. What was your first job? I worked at Mastermind Toys in Toronto. Little toy store. Yeah. Was a professional gift wrapper. Um, I wrap great gifts now. I I love Mastermind. As a parent, I love Mastermind because they will wrap my gifts after I buy there. It's amazing. It's It's one of the coolest perks. Yeah. 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 It's a great perk. Such a good perk. So smart of them. Uh, Night owl or early bird? Definitely night owl. I'm terrible in the mornings. Everybody on my team knows this. I'm late to like every 9 a.m. meeting that we have through like university and today. My mind just wakes up at night and I I get my best thinking done then, which I sometimes hate myself for. But (laughs) but it is what it is. It is what it is. Everyone's different. It's awesome. Yeah. Are you a cat or a dog person? Oh, God. I, so this is a hard one. I would have said before, I'm such a dog person. My, I had dogs when I was growing up. I now have two cats and I'm obsessed with them. So I think I'm both. Okay, um, yeah, maybe that's, that's a okay. cop-out answer. No, no but, you can be both. You, some people yeah, like red I'm or both. white wine. Some people like both. Yeah, I like both. You, yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, what was the first thing you ever marketed? Um, <laughs> in my undergrad, I ran this coffee house. I went to Queens and I ran this coffee house called Common Ground. And we made this new bagel that we called the top secret super bagel. And it had like a secret combination of cream cheeses. And we never told anybody what it was. We just marketed it as the top secret super bagel. And the, the like design for it was this bagel that had like a robber mask on it. That was the first thing I marketed. And it was hugely successful, although a little quirky. That is amazing. It's almost like in BC, we have the white spot triple O sauce, which is the secret sauce. That oh yeah, there really we go. Knows. Love white yeah. spot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Are you a dark or milk chocolate guy? Dark, 100% dark. Okay. Yes, N- hate milk chocolate. <laughs> nice. Number one thing on your bucket list right now? Oh God. See, this is going to be one that's going to stump me. I mean, I'm just hungry to go traveling a little bit yeah. more these nice. days. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is bucket list so much as it is just a desire. Yeah. I really want to go somewhere warm, but yeah. I'm obviously not going to during, during the pandemic, yeah. but yeah. I'm excited for the, the day when it is done. And yeah. I'd love to make a trip to South America. That's one yeah. of the places top of my list these days. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. What is your favorite word right now? Uh, or if you don't have one, a word that you feel needs to die. <laughs> um, oh, God. My favorite word right now, um, or a word that I feel needs to die, I think I literally say totally, like probably 50 times in every conversation. That's so awesome. <laughs> maybe that's both my favorite word and one that I want to die. Yeah. So I stopped yeah. saying it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Um, what is the last charity you supported financially or with volunteer time and why? Yeah, I donate monthly to Inspire, which is a charity that supports um, Indigenous youth in Canada. Yeah, it's um, amazing. It's something I just think is really, really important and I will continue to do ongoing. That's amazing. It's amazing. We'll put a link to that organization in the show notes as well because I'm a huge fan as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I've never heard someone mention that charity before on this, so this is great. Ah, great. What's a movie you love that you just can watch over and over and over again? I really love Roma from a few years ago. That movie is just, I think, one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. I don't know if I can watch it over and over and over okay. because it's pretty heavy, but um, but I, I will watch it for years probably okay. because it, it really stuck with me. That and, sorry, I'm giving you two, no. Parasite is yeah. the best thing ever. I'm obsessed with Parasite. Oh, Sweet. I was so excited when that came out. That's awesome. That's amazing. What is a favorite song or album on repeat right now for you? Great question. Uh, So many. But recently, I mean, I love Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. It's one of my favorite albums from the past few years. Mm -hmm. And I I listen to it literally constantly. I become like obsessive with music. I just listen to the same thing on repeat. Yeah. That's awesome. That's perfect. That's a great shout out. Um, If you weren't doing this job you're doing right now, what would you be doing? Wow, that's a great question. Besides selling yeah. bagels, of course. Besides selling bagels, I mean, I would yeah. certainly, yeah, I'd go back to selling the top secret super bagel for sure. I think, um, I mean, when I was a kid, I always um, had this dream about working in the film industry or something. Yeah. I think that's nice. something I would consider, but I'm happy where I am. I yeah. um, didn't expect that I would stay in marketing for yeah. eight years, um, yeah. but I love it and it's been great. But yeah, awesome. I think that would be my other sort of side dream in a different yeah. world. It's awesome. What's an app on your phone you can't live without? <laughs> um, Instagram, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a problem for me. Yeah. I no, know, like, I've got to delete it. It's like an addiction. Or do you, do, you could do the screen time thing on it, right? Oh, the you screen only, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could do yeah. that. I am, yeah. um, I'm, I'm not a rules follower, so yeah, yeah. I think if I do it, I'll just... <laughs> break the rule and then yeah. keep looking. Yeah. Instagram and Spotify, probably my yeah. other one. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, favorite children's book? Harry Potter. Yeah, amazing. 100%. Yeah. It's amazing. Here's one for you. What's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Um, you thought one thing and then you changed your mind about it and you're so glad you did. Wow, these are big questions. Maybe I'll offend some university goers in Ontario, but... I accepted an application to Western and then switched to Queens the day after, like after the application windows had closed and stuff. So it seemed like a great decision. And I met a lot of my closest friends at Queens. So thrilled with that. And the bagel wouldn't have happened without it. So there we go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, What's the best thing you've ever bought for $10 or under? Oh, so much. I'm like a serial shopper. It's also a problem Um, for $10 or under. So when you ask, I'm literally like looking around my room being like, what did I buy here that's under $10? 
I have this lip balm that I really yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show it. It's by this brand pharmacy. I don't know if you've okay. ever heard of it. Um, that I'm, I'm just like obsessed with. I think it's nice. maybe like $12. So I might be yeah. breaking the rule there, but, no. um, it's close. Okay. No, that's great. No, it's, um, you know, what's interesting. Every time I go to Ontario, I need my lip balm because it's out here in the West. It's very moist all the time. Although oh, recently so we, had a, we, we had a dry streak because it was, it was weird. We're it, it, the, it was dry. And I was like, I felt like Ontario, my lips were all chapped. And I had to go find my chapstick in a drawer and. No, you need a good chapstick when in Ontario, man. Yeah. Um, what is a marketing book or a book that's kind of, uh, you know, in the realm of marketing, advertising uh, that you'd recommend? A book that really had an impact for you? There's this book called How Brands Grow, which okay. if, for, like, if you're a marketing nerd, really interested yeah. in marketing, it does a really great job of talking about why brands are successful um, yeah. and how to build a brand slowly over time. And Amazing. a lot of the lessons from that have really um, stuck with me. That's, so that's I, it's awesome. a great book that I highly recommend. And the author? Oh, I do not know the author. That's okay. We'll so Google bad. it. We'll find it. We'll Google it after. We'll find yeah, out. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, put it, we'll put a link in the, uh, the notes. Um, what is a podcast that you'd recommend for those in the industry? Um, oh, Shoot. I was gonna, I, whenever somebody asked me podcast, do you recommend? I always go straight to Oprah Super Soul on Sunday. Yes. Oh, which it's so is good. Like one so of my good. favorites. Oh, yeah. I can just listen to it constantly. I love Oprah. Well, there was a great Canadian on that show, by the way, if you ever, oh. and it was, it was way, way back then when she got started named William Young. And if you ever oh. get a chance who wrote a book that became uh, like a New York times bestseller, international bestseller, and he self-published it. And he was, oh, this, amazing. Uh, yeah, he was a, like a, missionary kid from Alberta. So it's, but it, but it's, you know, the book he wrote was life-changing for a lot of people. So. Oh, that's um, so cool. He wrote I a book called the, Yeah. The Shack. So William Young, incredible interview. And Oprah has this amazing ability to draw stuff out of people. I loved it. One of my favorite interviews. I think she's literally the greatest interviewer yeah. of our time. Yeah. <laughs> she's so good at it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I could listen to that podcast for days, but marketing, yeah. I really like how I built this. Yeah, uh, it was really good, so good. talking to founders yeah. Um, yeah. that make really cool stuff. Uh, for a particular episode, I can listen to Emily Weiss from Glossier mm -hmm. talk all day. And there's a really good How I Built This. I'm pretty sure it's How I Built This with her. Um, that's really inspiring. Amazing. And last but not least, newsletter or website you'd recommend for kind of resources, inspiration. I know we mentioned Think with Google. I'm a huge Think with Google newsletter fan. So if there's anything... I know there's nothing comparable, but anything maybe outside of Think with Google that you'd uh, you'd recommend, or we can just say Think with Google again. No, it's good. Yeah. I want to say something yeah. different. Does Marketing News Canada have have a newsletter? We have a newsletter. Yeah, every two weeks. Marketing News Canada, hundred <laughs> percent, is the other. You know, I will say the other one that I think is great for business owners, particularly, is yeah. Digital Main Street has a newsletter yeah. that they send out to, okay. and that's a good one. The other one that I I subscribe to that I get a lot of great insights from is. Um, the CFIB, Canadian Federation of Independent Business, okay. has a newsletter that goes out. So there we go. I gave you three. Um, no, that's, that's amazing. In addition that's to Think with Google, but but mostly Marketing News Canada is the the number one that everybody should check out. <laughs> um, and then last thing you Googled. What was the last thing you think you Googled? It's probably embarrassing. I wonder. I, yeah. I, this morning, Googled something along the lines of like, like cat vomits, hairball, yeah, like yeah. intestinal blockage. Yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out what's going on with my cat. Oh god, yeah. it would be so embarrassing if everybody could see all of your Google search history. Oh, yeah. The questions that I ask Google all the time are just like next level. Yeah, 
but it's it, it's telling, right? The telling thing about a person is that. And and speaking of which, a great yeah. resource I want to make sure we mention um, as we wrap here: Google Trends, an amazing yes. resource for small businesses, medium businesses. See what people are thinking. See what they're googling about, so you can better respond with good blog content, video content, and respond to the needs of the consumer across this great country. Yeah, I mean, I I talked earlier about how important it is to understand your users. Trends is one of the best ways you can do that. We often think of searches as a really great proxy for consumer demand or user demand. Yeah, and so through trends, anybody can look it up. If you just Google Google Trends, and it's, it's a free, free service. Yeah. Yes, and you can access truly anything. You can look at trends in your product category. You can look at general trends geographically. You can learn so much about your users from that. And the second thing I will plug and I always say is use Google Trends. It is free. And that is an amazing way to get some basic understanding of your users and then talk to people. That is the other really important way that you qualitatively start to glean some really great insights that then complement your, your free quant information that you can get from Google. It's amazing. Tristan, this uh, show has been jam-packed full of resources, ideas, tips, uh, and great stories. Thank you so much for making time today to share. Of course. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and let's not, and we haven't thanked her yet, but I want to thank Wendy today. We've never mentioned Wendy, but there's a special woman uh, in our lives named Wendy who has been really instrumental in making sure we have great guests here on Marketing News Canada. So thank you today, Wendy. Wendy is the greatest. I think she created me literally. So yeah, I owe everything to Wendy for all this. So thanks, Wendy, for setting this up and helping me prep. It's awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada. And we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.